Welcome to Finding Our Way, the official podcast of the band Wayland. This week is a very special episode, season three, episode one, with our drummer, Kai Chambers. Recorded in our home studio in the heart of Nashville, Tennessee. Let's get this thing started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. That's right, it is. This is a big day. <laughs> it's a really big day. This is the first episode of season three of the Finding Our Way podcast. Season three. This is season three. Wow. I, I didn't even, I didn't know it myself. I yeah, just found you said out. the other day you were like, yeah, we're going to do season two. Yeah, I was, uh, I was wrong. Wow, that's this great. Season three. Here from the Nashville studio. Um, Our first podcast in the Nashville studio. It is, yeah. And here we have with us. All the way from his, his chambers. chambers. <laughs> All the way from our basement, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. That's right. Kai Chambers. Welcome, Kai. Thanks for having me on the season three initial podcast. Are you nervous? Not really. Really? I, uh, I, I'm more nervous about the fact that you forgot where I'm actually from. You're from Newcastle, Australia, uh, right? I am, yeah. I'm the one asking the questions here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean a lot. Everyone, a lot of people out there um, that follow our band uh, probably have heard of you at this point because we you've been on our social media and stuff. But we got we got to back up. We got to tell the story of how you got here, who you are. I mean, what, what, what's, let's get to the bottom. Where of do it. you go first? Do you go with who he is or how we got here? I say who he is. I don't even know who I am. <laughs> I know who you are. I know. Who am I? You know, I hope you figure it out one of these days, Kai. I don't even know what I want to be when I grow up yet, so I don't know. So how long have we known each other? I reckon since about 2015 or 16. I'm going to say like seven or eight years. Oh, we're, we're losing his, you're losing your audio. Seven or eight. Okay, watch that cable there. What was that, Mitch? Uh, I, th- I think like seven or eight years. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think uh, we first met in Kansas City, actually. Really? From memory. Hmm. So wow. we met on the road. Uh, Kai was in a, a, a band, touring band from Australia Yep. called October Rage. And you guys had, we'd just been on some bills together, right? Yeah, we just crossed paths all over the Midwest, basically, over the years. And as you do, you hang out before, after, during, and stuff, and we got to know each other like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, you know, we were wrapped up in what we were doing. I, I don't really remember spending a lot of time together, honestly. I, I mean, remember, we, I remember hanging out with you and and Royal Bliss, and um, you were always like with us, uh, um, like before and after the shows. I remember you hanging out a little bit for sure. That's amazing because Mitch doesn't remember. Yeah, a I don't lot remember a lot. Times, but, so. And funny, like we were it's going funny through. That our, he does remember. Yeah, you. we were going through pictures in my computer the other day, and and we've got a great picture of you on our old white bus. Yeah, um, with like the whole band and and Kai and uh, Neil from Royal Bliss and um, so so let's just fast forward. What happened? Like you, what happened to that band, October Rage, that you were in? Well, we sort of finished up in two thousand and eighteen. There was a like a bit of a family emergency, um, and one of the members of the band had to go and tend to that. Uh, so we sort of had a hiatus that never sort of came the band out just kind of dissipated from there yeah well we had to take forced time off and then on top of that 
before we could get up and running again, COVID happened. Australia went into lockdown for the best part of two years, so there was no getting out and playing or sure. anything like that. Yeah. So what did you what did you do? So you, you couldn't go on tour anymore. Your band is kind of dispersed. What what'd you do? I did. I set up a studio at home. Um, kept my hand in, just playing. And you home. tried to release some music, but nobody wanted to hear just drums, right? Well, that's right. Nobody yeah. ever wants to hear just drums. <laughs> that's a problem a lot of drummers have. <laughs> so I did a few bit of session work in a few studios and stuff when we had, you know, breaks from lockdown and um, had a couple of jams with a few people trying to get something together. But I live five and a half hours away from Sydney, so I'm sort of out in the middle of nowhere and ended up just playing with myself and um, farming full-time during the off time really what what is what's what's full-time farming look like in australia i have no idea is you like herding kangaroo and stuff or what <laughs> no it's hot and dry for the most part when i first started i'd never done it before we were in we were coming off the end of a four-year drought so everything was really dry and and hard going and then as i got into it we had good rainfall and had a couple of good seasons so i learned how to do everything right from the ground up to, to driving all the big machinery and animal husbandry, you know, giving birth to, not personally giving birth, but helping birth cattle and sheep and all that sort of stuff. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't I, know if I could do that. I, I, I could I do it. Mitch yeah. spent a lot of time yeah. on a farm as a kid, yeah. right? Yeah, I spent a lot of yeah. time. I've watched, of it. I've watched some, some calves being born, and yeah. I've never had my hand in midwifing a calf or a, a sheep but uh, you did all that yeah i did all that there's some interesting smells involved i, I would imagine yeah. that's science yeah for sure but it's it's how did you get into that how did you get into farming well i moved out there um and basically that's the only well you know initially i moved out there and i i was studying to be a, a biosecurity officer believe it or not so uh a what a what security officer a biosecurity officer so they a what yeah that's what's the, that word that's the title biosecurity oh biosecurity yeah okay. and they um, i don't have an australian translator here so yeah please forgive me we have to put subtitles on this yeah uh, biosecurity. What is so biosecurity? Just dealing with uh, invasive species, whether they're plants, animals, um, you know, diseases, oh, okay. anything like that. So okay. I, I completed that at uh, college and I couldn't stand the co-workers that I had. So I went farming really? instead. Yeah. It was the co-workers? I'd never, I'd never worked with lazier people in my life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, have, I, I, what what kind of creatures did you have to like kick? You were like, hey, 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 hey this is security. You got to get out of here. Yeah. Well, I was I was in a bit of a boring sector of it, to be honest. I would have liked to have been dealing with feral animals and stuff like that, but I was actually doing uh, plant biosecurity, so chasing weeds and invasive species like that. Oh, that would it, be. Did you wear a gun within the farm? <laughs> Did you wear a gun for that? <laughs> no, only a spray gun. Yell at those weeds. Stop. <laughs> Stop in your tracks. Stop. Security. Security. Yeah. So, I a, mean. Did you have a siren on your car for that? No, I had flashing lights, though. So. Okay. Um, if I'd have gone into it further, uh, one of the girls that I went through the college course with, she's out chasing um, wild boar. And, and Which is, that's what you wanted to be doing, Yeah, huh? you know, and, and, and. Was she lazy? 
No, she was cool, actually. She okay. was actually... You want to give her a shout-out yeah, in case she's listening? Her name's Sam, and she's... Sam, you she, were the one lazy person. No, the one person that wasn't lazy. lazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's moved on to bigger and better things. Um, and she's, like, you know, shooting goats out of helicopters and stuff like that. Wow. Dang. Yeah. Just taking these goats on the ride of their life. Huh? That's it, man. So, yeah, so, it's, it would have been a good position had I stuck at it. You ended but, up at the farm. Yeah, ended up farming, and then... Tell me about, like, how big is this farm? Are we talking a couple, like, two sheep, a cat, and uh, one, three, like... A dog or what? No, no, it's a pretty big operation. It's family owned. They've got uh, it's close to ten thousand acres there. Um, around five hundred and fifty cattle. Uh, when the sheep have lambed, about eight thousand sheep. Wow, um, that is quite a farm. It's a lot of animals. So you're a real farmer. Yeah, and then on top of that, they f- they crop about four and a half thousand acres as well. So that's fodder for the sheep and cattle to eat as well as um canola oil is a big one in the area that i was living in i think you guys call it rapeseed oil so we used to sell that to kfc for their fries uh nasty and then yeah wheat barley and oats were the other crops that Mm, we grow okay um mitch i think the last time that we were on a farm well, last time I was on a farm, I think might have been the Get a Little video. Really? No. Uh-uh. You what? were you were on a farm after that for sure. Where? The Van Heisen farm. Yeah, I wasn't so in the farm though. That's true. Uh, there was a. That's true. Mitch had a girlfriend in Illinois, and we would. Her family were mega farmers. Yes. Like, like their whole town was a giant farm. Yes. And they owned a lot of it, and so yeah, I was staying on. We'd park our bus there. Yeah. And stay, but like. I wasn't like walking among. There That's were, true. There weren't cattle. No, there wasn't. It was There's all. No, it was all crop. Right. It was all. So crop. in the get a little video, we were like near some cows. Mitch was pretending to milk them. Yep. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Mitch Have actually. You done your Mitch actually knows how to milk a cow. Yes, I do. Yeah. He knows really? how yeah. to. He knows how did to you, rub an udder and clean it up. Did you milk cows like by hand? No, ours were strictly beef cattle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Of of of. Uh, I don't know. Are you allowed to say cut the nuts off them in this podcast? You can say cut the nuts off them. <laughs> That's what you did? <laughs> so we've, I've dehorned them, uh, tagged them, needled them. You're a real farmer. Done the nuts. Yeah, well, it's good. It's, done it's the pretty, nuts. It's pretty... Uh, it's an adrenaline rush having to get in there in between the legs of a of a steer that's um, fairly sizable. I bet. Man. Fairly sizable. Yeah. I, I mean, bet. I'm talking, you know... Oh, don't they up to are they mad? Don't they kick? Up to three hundred like, kilos. I'm not sure what that is in. Aren't they trying to defend stuff. themselves? Yeah, they kick in that. You gotta jam a bar in behind their legs so they can't uh, kick you. I couldn't do it. But I would not have the heart to do that. I'll tell you right now. Uh, yeah. But you're doing them a favor. I know, I know. I just I'm glad someone can do it because I couldn't do it. Yeah, it's good. I actually the animal side of it I loved. Like working with the sheep yeah. and cattle was my fa- one oh, of my favorite cool. parts of it. Yeah. So when COVID started, when things started to open back up, I guess when COVID went away, yep. Um, you ended up back on tour, but not drumming. Yeah, that's right. So my my dad uh, played drums for a band from England in the late seventies, early eighties called XTC. They were a post punk new wave band, and they had. Um, I think they did about seven albums or something like that and did really well in most markets, including the US. So because I'd been touring over here more recently than 30 years ago when Dad was here before, so he, they finished up in the mid-80s, he retired from drumming, went on into construction, and then when he retired and sold his construction business, 
he got back into music and started the band up again. So, so wait a minute. He was out of drumming. So your dad is a famous drummer mm-hmm. in a band. A, a band like they're who they play with. Um, in the eighties, they toured with the Cars, the Police, Blondie, Talking Heads. That's uh, a massive thing. That, they that, had that's big yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's right? huge. I mean, well, when you're growing up, you didn't know about that. Well, I knew about it, um, but he wasn't playing drums. Yeah, it's so just he, something Dad used to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I mean, they had bands open for them, like uh, In Excess, uh, REM. Um, and they were hugely influential. I mean, the list of artists that have covered them is endless. Like. Mitch had a similar situation growing up because his dad had been in an accordion band. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. So you and he kind of put that down. Was he kind of put that down, and then tried to pass it on to me. I wasn't really into accordion very much, but was it a polka band or? Oh, uh, I think it was a polka band. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. How many people are in an accordion band? There was four in his. I always, whenever you talk about it, I always picture like twenty-five. No, it was like four dudes. Yeah, right. Four guys. Did they yeah. wear lederhosen? No, uh. Uh-uh. I like think it would be a hard instrument to play. It was. Yeah. yeah. He used to have it. I was like we, I well, we used to have it. Yeah. But the accordion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. So I don't really. I've got a a memory from when I was really young of my dad on a practice drum kit at home, but that's sort of all I can remember for my whole sort of life i don't we didn't have drums in the house or anything like that it was just we had all the gold records and platinum and silver albums and oh, all really? that like in the lounge room all over the walls and stuff but i'd and i mean i'd hear him on the radio daily in australia really like, yeah oh wow uh the, See, I, had, I hadn't heard of xtc until you started telling us about him yeah but i was not really into that kind of genre i guess the new age stuff so i I wouldn't have been exposed to it yeah that's right and i mean it was done for so long as well like Mm -hmm. by the time we were teenagers and stuff right it it had been over and done with for 15 or 20 years you know so what was his response when you started taking interest in the drums was he excited no not really he tried he tried to talk me out of it did he really yeah even playing in general or as a career as a career yeah so uh What, what was he worried about well just being chewed up and spat out by the industry it's such a hard slog you know i mean he was lucky enough to make it with four or in a band of four friends that grew up together and knew each other in the same town you know like it was a band of brothers kind of thing and um and then after that he'd gone on and played with other people as a hired gun kind of thing as well oh he had done some gigs briefly yeah And it, that's one of the reasons he got out of it because he was used to doing it with his mates and stuff and then went on and as a hired gun, different personalities, whatever, you know. I mean, he went on and had, uh, you know, like number one hit singles and stuff in Australia that he played on afterwards, but it, he never enjoyed it as much because of the hired gun thing, you know. Sure, sure. Yeah, the hired gun thing is an interesting thing. I am I feel lucky that I've always been in a band. You I know? agree. We've always wanted band members. Um, the conversation has come up over the years, especially... Um, you know, well, I guess we've had some people step in, like Brian Medeiros came in and toured with yeah. us. We've had certain friends come mm. in, yeah, but it's Brian. not like you're as a hired gun long term. We've never had that. We've, it's always yeah, been short. It's and, you've got to be really good to do that. I think um, I've always been a one band kind of player because I've I don't know. I need to focus all my attention on the one thing. I can't. For some reason, I can't compartmentalize different stuff. I kind of can only concentrate on one thing at a time. We have met some uh, musicians here in Nashville since we moved here that, uh, I mean, they'll play six, seven bands. Absolutely. And they're playing Broadway every day, knowing 200 songs. And yeah. 
I'm not that kind of player either. No, I, know. <laughs> so. I, I can appreciate it, and I, and I wish I wish that I could do it, but I just can't. I mean, it's amazing. I've got enough room in my head for maybe twenty or thirty songs at a time. That's about it, you know. And once I once I learn something else, I must lose something. Forget. A bit yeah. like Homer Simpson, you learn something. <laughs> the next minute, you forget how to drive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So you end up uh, leaving the farm to go on tour with your dad's band. Yeah. So I went on tour. Uh, Australia opened up on at the end of February, and then in Mar- by March nine, I was over here setting up the van and and hiring all the backline and that for this North American tour for Dad. Uh, so for he, anyone listening out there, that hire means rent. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah renting. That's Australian for rent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I came over as a tour manager for for the current incarnation of XTC and we did uh coast to coast Canada and and everything like that it was a good it was a good time that's cool and I, that's when I got a message from you yeah I uh, should add though that I'd never ever seen my dad play drums until wow. so I picked them I, we picked the airport picked them up at the airport in Portland and went to Seattle and it was a sold out theater uh and that was the first time I ever saw my dad play that's incredible. Yeah, it's a pretty. Were you surprised at how he played, or like? Yeah, was I it? was. Well, I mean, I'd always seen him play on videos, like music sure, videos. Sure. So it wasn't right. completely foreign. No, no, I'd grew up listening to it and, and watching it, but never ever seen it. Yeah, so that's that was, pretty cool. It was pretty weird for the first three or four nights, and then it became the usual. Yeah, were you, were you the drum tech? Did you have to like? I'd, yeah, you, I drum teched and tour managed at the same time. Um, that's cool. I'm a terrible drum tech. Really? Yeah. I don't Why? You that. just want to set Why? them up the way you like them? Well, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if I'm a bad drum tech or he's... Yeah, maybe he's just tough to work for. Well, I think that's what it is. He's going to hear this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get him in the right spot. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So that's when I first got a, a Facebook message from you. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't know if I told you this, but he was like, hey, I'm touring with my dad's band and I got a break at the end. I want to come to Nashville and say hey to you guys. I'm like... I looked up on on Instagram. I was like on Spotify, Apple. I was looking up um, my dad's band. I could not find a band named my dad's <laughs> band. Yeah, I did not know this. Yeah, you're looking I, for my I dad's band. I, I like, that's, that's a did great. You? That's a great band name. My dad's band. Oh, right. There isn't one. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea that you were just out there with your dad's band. That made no sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's come to find out. Um, and during this time, we were. Uh, when did I hear from you? Then was it? Uh, I think I sort of touched base with you about halfway through the tour, and then and then at the end, when it had all finished up, I messaged you again and said, "Look, I got a couple of spare weeks. What are you guys up to?" Yeah. Well, no, because I initially made contact with you and you sent me a couple of tracks. Yeah, it was such interesting time because we were we were auditioning drummers. We knew it was time to really find. We'd used a couple people talking about hired gun situation where they like really wanted to just be the hired gun to come in and play. And as we were started, Mitch and I spent what we started in January writing like that or yeah. February, no January. It was January. Well, no, we moved here in February. That's when the co-writes really started happening like crazy, right? No, yeah, I guess. Even well, we in, no, we were no, doing no. You're right, we were going to Nashville. Yeah, we were going. And, yeah, yeah, we were going back and forth. So we started writing a couple songs a week, which then turned into like five songs a week. Mm-hmm. And we just knew if we were ever going to catch up and like feel like a band playing these songs, we needed a band member, not just someone that's going to come in and 
jam the songs once a week to make sure they had them for the show because that's kind of the mentality of a hired gun you hire them and you basically pay for um the show and like one rehearsal beforehand but we were looking for somebody to like develop the songs together you know it's just kind of how we like to work Mm. and we like to have fun you know so um yeah we started to uh like we got all these recommendations from we've met so many people since we've been in nashville and we were getting like so many names. I had I had a Google Doc laid out of probably thirty plus drummers, and I called them all and told them what we were up to, and you know, told them about the band and sent them some songs. And then they would send a video of themselves playing the songs, and uh, it it was really cool. There were some great drummers that sent videos, um, and then we chose a couple to come in and play. Well, I guess we chose more than a couple. We chose probably fifteen, yeah, twenty yeah. Mm-hmm. to come in and play the songs in here. The worst part about that was that we didn't have a drum kit in here at the time. So, like, the load in and load out was, like, awkward. Yeah, especially when you know that they are they are not your drummer. Yeah. yeah. But we made a lot of new friends. Yeah, we did. Everybody was cool, and we've kept in touch with everybody since. Um, So then we we met this guy, Steve, who was, like, just a really – he's actually got recommended from our buddy in Los Angeles, our buddy Shane, that we did some studio work with. He was, like – you got to meet my friend Shane, or you got to meet my friend Steve. Steve, Steve Wilson. Um, he's like, he's he's the best drummer I've ever played with. And Shane is a great bass player. Yeah, he is. I was like, wow, best drummer you've ever played with. Um, Steve ended up coming and hanging, and, and we hit it off. And um, that's when you saw online that we had a drummer. Yeah. Because we started kind of posting some pictures that we were playing with Steve. Yeah, that's right. So um, I'd been cramming the songs while I was driving along in the mm-hmm. tour van and whatever else. But there had been no talk of an audition. No, no, there hadn't. None. No, no, that's right. Well, yeah. And um, so when I came down and met up with you guys on the Friday night, um, you were like, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd only found out that day that you had a drummer and uh, I said it the other night to you guys, it was like losing my wallet, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, My guts dropped and I was like, oh, I've come all this way. I was sort of had it in the back of my head that I'd win you guys over when we had a, a jam and See, whatever See, in my else. mind, you lived in Australia. So yeah, I, was like, I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought that the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't you say something? Well, I don't know. I don't <laughs> I know. Say, hey, are you looking for a drummer? Well, I think Could we I be an option? Yeah, well, we sort of mentioned it a little because when I was going to come down, you were like, man, come down. You'll definitely find a gig in Nashville. You know what I mean? I, oh, yeah, that's right. I did kind of think you might have been looking for a gig. Yeah, with, so I said there's so many people looking for good drummers here. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, I, I just took a punt and came down and... Um, yeah, found out when I got here that you guys already had a drummer, and then secondly that he'd taken his drum kit with him. And we did not have drums in the studio. Yeah, yeah he right. had his kit here for like probably three weeks, and the day before you got here, I knew he was going out of town that weekend, and I was going to ask him if it'd be cool if you jammed on his kit, but he needed his kit for something randomly, and it was like, oh, now we have no drums. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was an awkward... And even then, to me, I like I didn't think it was that big a deal. I was like, oh, well, maybe we won't play. We'll just hang with Kai. No big deal while he's in town. Yeah, that's right. So it was a little bit... Oh, you're good. My thing's... Not... You're good. You can hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It must be my headphones that are Oh, you lost your there. headphones? Oh, technical difficulty. Hey, while we're talking about this, can you see... Is my signal okay? It's... Are you going to be able to work with that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. You can give Mitch a little more input if you need to. You see how small it is? There you go. Do, 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 do. There you go. All right. It's all good. I've just lost my headphones, but I can still hear everybody. 
Yeah, Carson will check your connection there. Um, so where were we? Yeah, so I'm here on the Friday night. I found out that there's already a drummer and there's no drum kit. So just by pure coincidence, I went where I was staying. There was a Nelson drum shop right across the road. From oh, look, I think we found the, the situation. Technical difficulties. Look at this. Look at Beautiful. That. Carson for the save. It was my own problem. It was me that stood on my own cable. That's why it's I shouldn't have a microphone or headphones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was staying directly across from a drum shop in Nashville. So after our Friday night catch up, I went over there at 10 o'clock in the morning and uh, I was banging on the window for him to let me in. And uh, I went in and asked them to hire, which is rent. Rent, right. Mm -hmm. Thank um, you. You know, if they rent drums and stuff. And he's like, no, nah, we don't rent anything, man. It's, it's a vintage drum store, you know. Gosh. So I remember the last thing we said to you at the bar the night before is like, well, it's Nashville. It's I'm Nashville. sure we can find, you some, can drums. find some drums. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. So, I mean, admittedly, it was the first place I went to, but I wasn't with a car here or anything like that. So I would have had to have Ubered around sure. and whatever. So anyhow, I went in and I'm casing the joint and um, there happened to be a, a 70s Slingerland kit in there in exactly the same sizes and color of the one that I have at home, which is just there. You can see it. If you're watching the video. There it is. Uh, anyway, and it was cheap. So I just said, well, if, how about if I buy this kit, you hire me, rent me the hardware. Mm -hmm. um, and he was happy to do that. So, so you just, I remember you showed up and you had bought a drum kit. Yeah. And you bought cymbals. Yeah, I'd, I'd bought the cymbals and the snare and that with me. With I mean, admittedly, if things didn't work out the way I had in the back of my head... I would have taken it all home to Australia and either kept it or flipped it. Yeah, sure. So um, that was my intention. Take these. Vintage it was just great that you made it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Take these vintage drums home and and flip them for more cash because vintage gears through the roof in Australia. But um, so that was it. I came in. I'd crammed these songs and turned up with all the gear. So you you, you had five songs. Yeah. Um, which are not released yet, but we're playing them for the first time. This Tuesday night. I guess we'll get to that in a minute. Mm. It's five songs, right? Yeah, I had five, yeah. 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 Uh, and then, yeah, so I turned up, and I think we did two passes of each yeah. each of the five. And on the second time through, we could have played a show, really. I've yeah. played worse gigs than the second run through we've, we did with those. I think you've played it worse no, since. absolutely. Yeah, I probably have. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were pretty Definitely much, acoustically, I I have. remember thinking... Uh, it was just like, okay, what what's going on here? Like the whole time, even while we were playing, I was like, well, yeah, this is really good, but you know, he lives in Australia, and then we got. It wasn't until we got done. I think the guys left the room, and it was just you and I in here. And I was kind of like, so what are you doing? What's your plan? And um, somehow something came up about this band, and I remember you you said I'd give my left nut to be in this band. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. And then I I remember. I remember going to Mitch. And said, he said he gave his laptop to be in this band. You think, just what do you think? I, could, I couldn't. I didn't talk to Joey and Mitch, so I didn't know if they were feeling the way I felt about it. Because we've yeah. we've had discrepancies, you know. Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. We've yeah. had guys play where one of us likes them, the other one it's not the right fit or feel. Yeah. Obviously, it's super important. Um, the bass player drummer relationship. So sure. excited. Man, to talk Joey's to Joey. Joey's yeah. a good bass player. <laughs> yeah, he's a great bass Dude. player. 
Yeah, he's and an that animal. was the best. We all decided to go to lunch, and I got in the car with Joey, separate from you guys. Yeah, yeah. And Joey is very excited. Yeah, he was he almost was. in tears yeah. about how good you guys played together. Considering that how good a player he is, you know, for him to appreciate, you know, my basic drumming skills is a is a big compliment. I you think know? your skills are a little bit. Uh, uh, a past basic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't sure. really well, do anything. The fact that you play flash. well together is what counts. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. what that is what counts. Yeah, it's That's cool. It definitely fits. Um, and it and you between drummers and bass players, you know straight away whether or not you can play together. Some really, s- yeah, because some guys, well, for me, some guys that play bass are ahead of the beat. Some guys are behind. And you know you can either play with them or you can't. It's a it's an interesting thing that people outside of music or or drums and bass probably don't get. Yeah, but I, you I can, don't understand. And it. and two guys like a great drummer and a great p- bass player. Yeah, they can play together, but it might not necessarily be the best feeling for each of them. Sure, sure. Yeah, but we just clicked straight away. It was great. And then we all went yeah. to dinner, and it was kind of. On. It was happening. No, it was. We took a picture. We took a picture at Pharmacy Burger. That's right. No, no, yeah. we, we didn't go to Pharmacy Burger. Though. I thought I was. No, we went to Twin Kegs. Oh. You took us to the one across town. No, huh? Oh, the first yeah. one is Pharmacy Burger. No, no. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was, was Pharmacy, Pharmacy Burger. Burger. I can show you the picture. It's at the Pharmacy. picture was taken, but that was days later. The day after rehearsal, we went to Twin Kegs because you guys drove separate. And you drove us. Remember, I said, let's just go down the street. Yeah. And we went way across town. Oh, we went and we was. met the owner. No, the first picture was at pharmacy. The first picture was, yes. yes. But the first meal that we ate together after that day at band practice was Twin Kegs because Joey had to go right to work after it. Huh. Yeah. That might be right. I don't know. Huh. That was way later when, when we definitely knew he was in the band after we had um, the, the pharmacy burger, after we had the meeting with Alyssa mm-hmm. and everything. That's when we went out that night. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Which doesn't good believe memory. me. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, well, so that was it. Basically, you guys had to have a chat to each other without me in the room and, and see what the deal was, I guess. Yeah, and we were in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so then you guys asked me if I'd be interested in sticking around, and so I well, had to... Yeah, what was your... What did you have to... Because what, what were your plans Well, the, Okay, so we I came down on the Friday... I think. And then, so I met you guys Friday night. Saturday, I procured a drum kit. Sunday was the jam. And then Sunday afternoon, evening was when we went out for a meal. Somewhere. We won't talk about where. Yeah. Uh, and then you guys were like, well, can you have a meeting with our manager at four o'clock tomorrow? Which be, which was the Monday. And I said, well, yeah. I said, but I'm flying back to Salt Lake at seven o'clock, 7 p.m., and I'm flying to Australia on Thursday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I was four days away from going home. Right. So I um, postponed my flight and stayed and basically made all the phone calls after the meeting on the Monday night and everything was sort of laid out for me. I uh, called everyone at home and said, well, I'm not coming home. I don't know when I'll see you. It sounds you. like your family was so supportive. Oh, everyone's supportive for sure. Um, Even I mean, the farmer you worked for. Yeah, Rob was cool. I yeah. had to. I, I I couldn't call Rob because he doesn't do social media and stuff. So I had to send him a weird email saying that I'm never coming back now. Oh my gosh. Um, and he, you know, he eventually got around to responding, and he was, you know, 
he wasn't necessarily happy about it, but he sort of predicted it before I left too. He goes, you're not coming back, That's I can you tell. Meant, yeah. Really? <laughs> he, he said that? Yeah, he did. Like on numerous occasions. Once a week he'd say to me, you're not coming back. You're not going to come back. He knew. Wow. Like once you get a taste of it again, he said, I'm not going to see you. So, uh, But I had literally, I didn't have any of it planned or anything. I was going to do the five or six weeks with dad's band, with my dad's band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Google it. They don't exist. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I sort of tacked on a, a week at the end of it to hang out and just catch up with some people in Salt Lake because I lived there before. And then the whole coming to Nashville thing just was spare of the moment. We swept you off your feet. Indeed. Or, or you, maybe wind, you swept us off our feet. I don't know. Yeah. You wined me and dined me and um, introduced me to the Harry Potter closet that I could stay oh, in. Oh, yeah. yeah. You moved right into the house. Kai's yeah. chambers. It all like changed all the time. I was like, oh, cool. Kai is going to be in the band. He's going to find a place to live in Nashville. And you just moved right in here with us. Yeah, and then you're like, well, we do have this like storage space yeah. that, that could be a room. And um, sure enough, so it I, is. It's yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's a it's the biggest room in the house, really. Yeah, but and it the coolest. It doesn't have a window. Though. It, it is the coolest. It is the coolest. So anyway, I'm in there and in pitch black darkness. So I'm becoming nocturnal. Yeah. So how does it feel? Like what's uh. Then I mean, we, then we just started rehearsing. We jumped right into it. We didn't waste any time. Yeah, well, I had like uh, I didn't have long before we played a little warm up show that you guys had booked. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. we went out and played at Live Oak here in yeah. Nashville. And so it was a blast. Uh, like three or four days. Yeah, and I had to learn the rest of the set. So I knew the five songs. Well, knew them. I'd played the five songs sure, with sure. you guys. So I learnt the rest of those um, for that set. And we went out and played really well. I mean, I've definitely played worse shows. It felt so really we, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with with just like a week's preparation. So no, we had we had friends come out and talk about how tight the band was, and they could not believe that that was not only your first show with us, but that we had only been playing for like three or four days. Yeah, and then on the day, I remember thinking I hadn't played a show since 2018 either. So it was like three years or more since I'd been on a stage and wow and i'd been in the band for a week or less and then played a really good show in nashville i gotta say the moment that we took that first band picture at pharmacy burger that we were talking about yeah. earlier was one of the funnest nights it was because we we all had dinner together and we knew we were ready to we hadn't really told everybody yet like as far as our fan base because a lot of them do know who you were and mm. we have so many mutual friends. It was so exciting to post that. And just, I think we just said, hey, it's a band dinner. Yeah. There yeah, you that, were in the yeah, picture. Yeah. And it was so much You're fun. You're like, is that to Kai? Is that Kai Chambers? Thousands of comments. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the best. It was cool. I mean, because luck we did. We we played a lot of the same markets and stuff. And and you had had people telling you to reach out to Wayland for a long time. I had. And my, we had had people telling us to yeah, reach out to you. Yeah. My, my uh, drum tech grug he um was always he was on to me for ages he goes message Waylon, man you gotta message Waylon. get in there they need a good drummer you know and i was the same as you i'm like dude i live in australia you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean i'm not gonna get a gig while i'm in australia with a band that's based in the states you know i've got to at least get over there first before i can yeah and as soon as i landed i started putting feelers out and i did get a few um, I had people message me, oh, these guys, these guys, these guys. And it wasn't necessarily the way. And there was other things and I sifted through them and it wasn't right. I, I guess, you know, whatever happened, it didn't line up. And you guys were the first and only people that I reached out to 
personally and said, you know, even though I didn't say I want to come and join the band. Yeah, you didn't tell us. You kept it a secret. Yeah. We played our first show, which uh, then th- there happened to be some people from that from the Food, work, food Network out at. Yes. Yeah. What's that yeah. TV show? Um, diners. Di- oh, wait, wait. Uh Diner, uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. That's what it is. Is that what it's called? Yep. Diners, yeah, drive-ins, so and dives. Read, they happened. Well, we didn't even know they were at the show. No. They were there. No. We had a great show. We had a, met a lot of people. It was all good. Uh, life goes on. And the next day, the the three of you went to dinner in Nashville, one of our favorite Thai places, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. Smiling yep. Elephant. Smiling Elephant. Yeah. And we were pulling out, and this guy kind of, I had my window down, and the guy was like, hey great show last night and um i i don't know why it sounded sarcastic at the time and oh really yeah, yeah he sounded like it, he had just seen a band in a van and was oh, like being smart about yeah, it or something yeah, sure so i said uh, okay well, where did you see us and he said i was at live oak you guys are wayland yeah and um we all got out and met the entire production crew or, or half of the production crew we all took pictures in front of the smiling elephant and um exchanged numbers because we all we like became fast friends yeah for sure right away uh, and they loved the show that was the yeah, thing yeah yeah they love the show well, we're pretty much fast friends with anybody that loves the show yes you know <laughs> you like the show you're in come on over <laughs> yeah and then they invited us to to come on the show the next morning that's right yeah and that was a blast yeah it, it was, was. That was quite an experience. Yeah. It, it's funny how like, it feels like since you joined the band, we've had all these crazy situations pop up that like only a band would be in. We've had a couple trips together. Yes, yeah. We've had uh, like, yeah, you know, the TV thing popping up and there's been just a few random we things. We went to Salt Lake City together and played a private party. You know, like there's That's all right. these different things that, that, yeah, that happened. Already some weird hotel rooms. Just yeah. memorable yeah. things. Yeah, The memories sure. have started. Uh, and the other thing leading up to the uh, diners, dive-ins, diners, <laughs> drive-ins, and Whatever dives. That show yeah. is. Was that I'd never have heard of it in my life. Like it's, I don't think it's on TV in Australia. If it is, I haven't I had seen heard it. Of it. I, I don't really watch TV, so yeah, well, me either. But um, but since I'd been here in the states on this particular trip for the last eight weeks or whatever. About six people at least had mentioned that show to me. Have you ever really? heard? Have you ever heard of this show? And I'm like, no. And we'd wow. be driving and planting it in your consciousness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, well, my mate John Plank. I was up there with him in Montana, and he's like, well, they did it at this restaurant here. Like, you know. Oh, it's really wow. Yeah, yeah. And then um, it happened in Salt Lake as well. A friend of mine said, oh, you know, that John is done is drive-ins and dives did this <laughs> restaurant here and i'm like oh cool like that's you know and it happened along the way um well it's funny since then we've become really good friends with the crew yeah and we're gonna be doing some other stuff with them coming awesome up. people so, yeah really um, cool yeah I'm excited to people. hang out with them yep. next time they're in town they took me they took mitch and i out to an amazing indian restaurant as it's well true. that's yeah. what i heard it was incredible and yeah. we just kind of our friend amber who was there she just ordered everything for us like we did not we didn't really choose anything so you still don't know what you had yeah we don't i Pretty mean much. i remember we had the lamb i remember yeah i remember having the lamb but um she just kind of ordered for us and we went to town i mean i would imagine someone from the food network like you're in good hands oh my gosh well, well we were in salt lake city and amber um hit us up and she was like oh you guys are in salt lake let me know if you guys need any places to go i oh, have a list yeah what a in great salt resource. lake city yeah so it literally literally the, the whole crew is like anywhere that you're at in america 
let us know if you need a spot to go. We've got the places. That's right. Text us, and we'll give you the list of places to wow. go in that town. Wow. So. And and they did say that Nashville's going to be one of the food hubs of the America in the very yes. near future. Yes, right? I think it's like three or four right now, and it's on the way up. Yeah. So. Which That's is great cool. for us. Yeah, it is great. We stay true to Hattie B's. Yeah, Hattie That's B's is great. probably our most frequented restaurant in town. Would yeah. You say? yeah. I'm kind of due for one. I think I've dropped off. I think for the first three weeks I was here, we went once a week. Yeah. And I think last week we missed it, so we have to be I'm due. A little, yeah, I feel overdue. It's been a minute. I love Hattie B's, man. Mm. It's good. I mean, it's consistent. It's not super expensive. You know, you know what you're getting. Yeah. I like it. I and like it. if you're in for it, I mean, it has the best waffles that I've ever had. Really? In I've my, never, I don't think I've ever gotten the They're the best the waffles. waffles. Maybe once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll have to get the waffle yeah, ones. They're, they're incredible. Well, how do you feel about being in the band? Are you enjoying it? I'm enjoying it. It's good. I mean, basically the last piece of the puzzle was us playing together, wasn't it? Because mm-hmm. we already knew each other. We sort of knew that we could get along. We'd spent, like, not a great deal of time together, but we'd been... You know, we'd spend a few hours together in different uh, yeah. locations mm-hmm. around the country and stuff. But, yeah, actually playing together had never happened. So when we got in the room and it just felt like a band, it was great. One thing one thing that I've noticed, uh, and this is – I chime in if you guys kind of feel the same way, but, um, you know, we don't live in a huge house. It's not a massive place. Um, but there's five people that are that is living here. When you moved in, it felt like the house got bigger. And I don't know how to describe that, but like you would think that it would feel smaller because you, me, and Joey share a bathroom. Mm. We're all sharing the space. We're all sharing the space for dinner and all this kind of stuff. But it feels like it expanded for well, some reason. Well, when he moved in, we also got the patio furniture. That's right. Same, yeah. Same time. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. But I, I, it does. Everything feels bigger. It's like. No, nobody has any problems moving in and out of each other's space. It's really cool. It is. You guys have really looked after me and made me feel super welcome. I will say that. Um, you know, anything I've needed or anything like that, you guys have helped me out, you know, and that's appreciated. It's It's been good. I mean, I've seamlessly just kind of slipped into the groove and we haven't sort of missed a beat yeah and i I thought it was interesting too the day after you came on board we were scheduled to take band pictures yeah Yeah, which is really interesting it was like it was so crazy because steve was was booked Mm. to take pictures with us and And we we got i gotta say this is one of the coolest things is like we knew you were coming in the band and we were like our whole everyone's life was shifting Talk about a holy shift. Everything shifted so fast. Yeah. Your life was changing. We had things lined up with other people, and we knew we had to call Steve, yeah. who we have been playing with. And that was like, I, dude, I will just say separately, I hate letting people go from- It's like, tough. Even if we're like letting someone go that deserves it, or like, like a, crew, a crew person that just did not fit, or like- you know, when something just isn't right and everybody knows it's right, it's still hard for me to have that conversation. Think about all the drummers that you had to call oh. when we were auditioning. That wasn't oh, and, fun. And let them know that they weren't yeah, that we were going, we were a, going different a different direction. Yeah. You know, mm. and everybody was good with that though. But you know, Steve had put some time in here, some some sweat, and um, so Mitch and I got on the phone with them, and we're like, "Hey, dude!" And instantly we started to say, "Hey, our buddy who didn't know this was going to happen, he came in from Australia, he wants to." be full on with this band and before we could finish our sentence he was like that's exactly what this band needs mm. that's said, what this this band deserves he goes yeah, yeah. He said, this band is so special and i always i felt guilty that i was pulled in all these different directions 
and not able to give you guys everything. And I am so excited to hear this, you guys. And I'm I'm a fan. I will be there. I'm obviously a friend. And it just it could not have been a better it conversation. It couldn't have been better. Yeah, I agree. That's really cool. You haven't met him yet, have you? No, not yet. No. You, you will. will. You will. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Um, so that's great. And, you know, I got to say, business meetings have gotten a lot more fun since you've joined the band. <laughs> True. We yeah, had our I, first very oh successful major yeah. business meeting together. Yeah. And Virgin it was Hotel a blast. Yeah, the Virgin Hotel business meeting was awesome. I, I For anyone that doesn't know Kai, um, I strongly recommend uh, being in the same room with him at some point because it is, <laughs> when he is a on, a it meals. is hilarious. Oh, my God. I was holding my stomach. My face hurt from laughing so hard. It's funny because the boys from uh, the old band would, would – I probably – I class myself as a non-drinker, really. Like, I didn't drink till I was 27, period. And then I moved to England and became a bartender and – things change then but even still i didn't i don't drink a lot but when i do if i have two drinks for some reason i everyone thinks i'm hilarious you are hilarious <laughs> oh my god so the dude. boys in the other band used to be like we'd be out touring constantly for six or eight months a year and they would wait for the two nights in that period of time where someone would give me a couple of drinks and then i'd just light up you know just become increasingly funny i don't know why or how it happened you're quick it's just i don't I think know you're funny without, without the drink yeah honestly. i would agree yeah. laugh all day yeah. oh well yeah. yeah i can't wait for mitch to see see you on the treadmill though <laughs> i think like he's gonna be getting intimidated <laughs> i have never i didn't know a treadmill had a setting this slow really as guy yeah uh, i think it's set to wander or something <laughs> Walk about. <laughs> yeah. Walk about. That's great. Yeah. I was warming up. Uh-huh. That was a long warm up. <laughs> Lasted the whole workout. Do you get warm up? Do you get warmed up on the walkabout speed? Well, normally I walk to the gym. Right. See? So, so yeah. that's my walk up. Oh, okay. My warm up. I drove him. So. Yeah. Anyway, but I was emailing in that as well. And I ended up walking on the treadmill for 20 minutes. And Phil was doing a 40 minute workout. So I kind of missed doing anything else but i've signed up and i'm in there now he's so in. i'll be right he's in I, i'm not gonna get too much into our gym that we have down there but they've got a new staff yes they do it's great this it, girl's it, really is it cool. better is it oh better my God, the place good. is so yeah. clean good so i'm um, sorry for whoever used to work there i don't i don't even know that guy's name but i'm glad he's gone <laughs> getting back to the thing of living here and stuff and being made welcome i've always wanted to you know and the ideal situation is to all live and work together in the same space. Right. And it's good to finally be doing that. Like, we get in here from 10.30 till 2.30 every day. Yeah. As a, it's as a, dream. a group. It's a dream it's for so us. Great. And then outside of that, we're doing our personal, yep. you know, if everyone else leaves the studio, I'll stay back and and work on my own stuff or whatever happens. And, like, we rehearsed all day today. Now we're doing this podcast. Then we're going to do photos or someone's coming here to do photos. We're going to run the set again. We're going to run the set. We've done our um, all our videos and stuff for TikTok and social media and all that stuff today. It's just so cool to be able to just do it all together and not sort of have to travel or set up or pack down or anything. You just turn up everything's ready to go everyone's done their homework um no one's dragging the chain except me yeah and you'll catch up one of these days <laughs> you know that's what we keep telling them um yeah so it's good man thanks for welcoming me in and i hope we can get out on the road soon and and catch up with all the whalen warriors and it's and, happening and meet everybody it is happening we're heading out yes. in july yeah. yeah well we got our first 
I don't know if this podcast will air before or after, but we've got our, our big show here in Nashville where we've invited fans from all over the country to come. And I know that so many people are traveling from Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois. I think there's some Florida, some Missouri, yep. some Nebraska. Um, it's going to be pretty cool. And they're going to hear all the new music that we're working on. Yeah, awesome. But then we'll be coming to them after that this summer. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to getting out and playing because ultimately that's what you want to do when you start playing music, isn't yeah. it? You want to have fun with your mates that are in the band and, and just play, you know? Yeah. That's that's the best thing about it. It all is. The, all the other stuff behind the scenes. I, I think Mitch is in it for the TikTok at this point. I am. That's the only <laughs> reason. He's, he's yeah. flipped. You know, it started out for girls, then it was about like for the love of the music. Now it's just to do TikToks. No, it's just, just, to, just to put TikToks up. That's it. We haven't... You know what we haven't mentioned? The, What's that? the chicken. We haven't mentioned the chicken. <laughs> well, what do you think about it? <laughs> Everyone notices the chicken. Well, thinks, we eat a lot of chicken. <laughs> we eat a lot of chicken. <laughs> we eat a lot of, for those of you who don't know, we have found a glitch in the system. And yes. They're, they sell chicken quarters for absolutely nothing. They're, they're down to almost a buck a piece at this point. I was crazy. The yesterday. Yeah. They're like $1.10 per quarter. Isn't it 70 cents a pound or something? Whatever yeah, the hell something that like is. That. With, with your, if you have your phone number in there. And so we go in there, and probably about once a week, yeah, one of us stops. And if there are chicken quarters there, we buy all of them. Mm-hmm. I've witnessed it. We filled up a whole trolley, yep. a.k.a. shopping cart. Right. <laughs> and in a way we go, and Mitch is the grill master. Yep. Every day he slaves out yep. there making it's chicken. It's great. I get a little Some sun. days go better than others. Yeah, yesterday wasn't so great. We had a grease fire. Yeah. It happens. It's just really fatty, really fatty chicken. I got a few messages on the side after that actually saying... I think you need to show these Americans how to barbecue. Oh, that's funny. Hey, you know, I'm open to suggestions. Tell the, tell the most American guy that I've ever seen uh, yeah. how to barbecue, will you? So Kai's friends back in Australia d- yeah, told yeah. him that, that they think Mitch is the most American guy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> After watching him on social media, talking, singing, his whole look and vibe, he is the epitome of the American male. <laughs> I accept. I mean, you're, you're I, from Indiana. Yeah, I mean, of it's true. I'm, I'm smack dab in the middle i don't really have an accent mr america that's true mr america i've heard people here in nashville say to you though that you're you look like you're belong in nashville as well yes Uh, we got the nashville thing going for you yeah 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 wow yeah where do i look like i belong i don't know I don't belong anywhere. I mean, I don't understand how you don't look American. You look American AF to not, me. Not as much as you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, know. Kai, thanks for being on the podcast, dude. This is awesome. We're thanks so excited for everybody to meet you. Hopefully it's enjoyable to listen to and, and you know, half the audience, the Australian portion will understand what I'm saying, but I don't know about anyone this else. This might be the longest one. People will probably only make it about halfway through and yeah, shut it off. That's all so. right. As long as I they think, hear, I think they're going to love listening to you talk. All right. Well, yeah. Guarantee. I mean, some people will put it on repeat while they're going to sleep. I Absolutely. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> that accent puts you right to sleep. Uh, the amount of people that say just keep talking is incredible. It's funny. Really? Yeah. It's funny. Anyway. Well, thanks for being on, man. Thanks for having me.